Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm the pastor at Forward Church in Chiefland, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thanks so much for checking it out today. I hope it encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Well, as you know, we are in this series uh, that we've entitled, Something Has Got to Change. Uh, And I want to speak to you today from this subject, defined by downloads, defined by downloads. That may be very, uh, very vague, but as we get into God's word this morning, I'm believing that it will hit home and touch you right where you are. If you brought your Bibles with you this morning, those in the room, uh, those at home, let's, let's just flip on our, our, our iPads because you can't see the screens this morning. Uh, we're trying to bring you in a little closer this morning to interact with us, but we want to go to the book of James chapter 1. James chapter 1 verse 21. Everybody say defined by downloads. We are defined by our downloads. James 1.21 says this, Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word. Somebody say implanted word. And receive with meekness or be humble about it the implanted word which is able to save your souls. Throughout this collection of talks, I told you that our mind, your mind, has two basic functions. Your mind remembers and your mind imagines. And although our minds have the ability to remember and our minds have the capacity to imagine, we spend a majority of our time trapped or locked in the closet, so to speak, or I've been referring to it as the filing cabinet of our past, our memories. We are held captive by all the good, the bad, and the ugly uh, that we have faced. Everybody say memories. Listen, when you can't imagine a future to pursue, your mind is programmed and wired to automatically pull up the files and the memories of your past. I like to say it this way, when you don't have faith to see what's next, your mind returns to what was or what, what happened last. It, it goes back to its most recent download. So it's important what you're downloading. It's just how our mind is wired and programmed. Now, it's scientific proof that we all have, anytime we have a thought, we have about 30 seconds to decide whether to delete that thought or to save that thought. It's important how you manage, how you and I manage our thoughts. Why is that? Because after 30 seconds, your thought is then accompanied by a feeling. Once you have a thought, it, it, it's followed up by a kinfolk we call feeling. And feelings are very powerful. Some of the most dumbest decisions that I ever made, anybody else in the room? Some of the most dumbest decisions I ever made, I made because I felt like it or I wanted to. This morning as I was at the breakfast table and I was kind of going over my notes, I I threw this in here. The Holy Spirit told me, he said, a mind left unchecked can become a destructive weapon against your future. A mind that is left to operate on its own outside of God's word will be, will be, and can be, a, well, not not can be, it's, it's either or, say it, B, which one is it? Is it can be or, no, it will be. Any one of our minds that is not ran through the filter of God's word will be a destructive weapon against the future and the plans of God that he has for you and I. It's so important how we manage our thoughts. If it's a negative thought, after 30 seconds, now you have a negative feeling and a negative thought. 
Now not only are you having to, to deal with and, 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 and try to set aside this thought, now you're having to fight a feeling. And feelings are a lot worse to overcome. Anybody got caught up in the mully grubs? Have you ever got caught up in, oh, poor pitiful me? You can have a thought, oh my gosh, my life is taking a turn right here. But, but then when that comes to a feeling, oh my gosh, life sucks. Then, oh, I said it, sorry, no, no filter for, for, for live. We're going to act just like it is when we're in, all in here together. But when we have that thought and it turns to a feeling, this is just, this is just how it is. That it's harder to get away from that feeling than just a thought. So where are your thoughts running? Where are your, mind, your thoughts and your mind resting? I'm going somewhere with this. Somebody say implanted word. We just read that it is the implanted word that has the power to save your soul. Now, he said implanted word, not just a general word. Not just every word that I speak today, but the word that actually gets deposited and implanted into your life. Most of the time on Sundays on a weekly basis, I spend about 25 to 35 minutes talking and sharing. What has the power to change your life is the implanted word. I like to look at it as it's the word that sticks. Just whatever I say, if you're not actually, if you're just hearing but you're not truly listening and applying, it's not an implanted word. It's just a word that floats in, out of, in, your, in your thought process and it floats out before you hit, hit, the, hit the back door. Everybody say implanted word. It's the part that sticks. It's the part that you download. It's, 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 it's the part that has the power to save you and set you free. The information that just runs through our head on a daily basis, that's easily forgotten. It's not an implanted word. That word, it's, it's, it's the word that gets caught up in your system because and, and, our, our mind is like a computer. So it's the word that gets caught up in your system. It's the word that has the ability to change your life. Proverbs 23, 4 says, we've been reading this throughout this, this collection of talks, that as a man thinketh in his heart, everybody say heart think. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So there's a head think and there's a heart think. And it's been misquoted a lot. I've even said it. As a man thinketh, so is he. And that's not what the word says. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. I don't have time to go back and kind of unpack this. It, it, we, we talked about, I think, in, in part one where he says, love the, lot, lo, love the Lord your God with all your mind, your soul, and, and every part of your being. It, it's your mind and your soul. Your soul is also your mind. So I've got a head think. That's all the thoughts that run through my head. So your head think. What, you th what thoughts come in and out of your head are easily forgotten? Let me just ask this. How many of you know exactly what you wore two, uh, 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 three Tuesdays ago? Anybody? No, not unless you wrote it down. Now, now, this does not apply to daddies of three girls. They know what they wore last year at this time. I mean, I hear it all the time. I don't have anything to wear. I'm like, you got a closet full of stuff. Yeah, but I wore that last week. I'm like, nobody remembers. Anybody else got, anybody else parents got kids like that? Yeah, that's, that's your head think. That's your head think. He said, whatever a man thinks in his heart, the heart. The tra another translation for heart is sub. Everybody say sub. The, another word for, for heart in the Hebrew is sub. 
It's the sub-mind. That's the thoughts where your mind rests and your mind repeats itself over and over and over. I thought about premeditated murder. How many watch those shows, those late-night cop shows uh, on TV? Somebody who has a, a premeditated murder. You had a thought, you had a feeling, and then you had an action. Now, even those that, even those that it's not a premeditated, somebody who just spontaneously, spontaneously went out and hurt somebody or killed somebody, they may not have premeditated that, but they had a thought, they had a vision, they had a, they had a visual, they watched something on TV that striked an interest, and then when they were put into a situation because of a thought that they had, because of a seed that was planted in them, now it had a harvest and they had harm, they did harm to somebody. May not have been premeditated, but it did start with the thought. That's why it's important that we control our thoughts. Your mind is like a computer. And what you don't realize is your mind is constantly downloading those thoughts into a permanent status. Everybody say permanent. That's taking a thought that's, that just flies in. And if you, don't, if you don't take that thing captive, it has the ability to set in and be downloaded and then remains in a permanent status in the filing cabinet of, so that you can go back to it at any time. We don't usually remember what we wore. We don't even usually remember what we've eaten. We usually, the parts that we, that we download, the parts that we hold or reserve that is usually when it has to do with hurt. Anybody in here ever been hurt before? It usually has to do when, when we're full of anger or, 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 or we've been betrayed or there's an abuse or a disappointment or loss. We've experienced loss. We file that in that filing cabinet or there's unforgiveness. Somebody said something. Somebody did me wrong song. So that's unforgiveness. That's the, anytime we deal with that, that's what we put in to the filing cabinet. We download it and we download it and we download it and we replay it over and over and over and we say things like, oh, I can't believe that they did that to me. I can't believe that they hurt me like that. They, they said they love me, but yet they've done everything but prove to me that they love me. Their actions tell me differently. I can't believe they said that. And now they're hanging out with that person. And you download it, and you download it, and you replay it, and you replay it. Many of us in this room are trapped in the filing cabinet and watching on, online today are trapped in the filing cabinet of a lot of hurt, a lot of anger, a lot of disappointment, a lot of unforgiveness. And I'm here today to let you know you've got to let that go. You've got to stop downloading that stuff. Because everything that you're downloading into your heart Based on what scripture said, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So if you've got a lot of frustration, you've got a lot of anger and unforgiveness, you're downloading that into your heart and it's defining you. It's, it's how you walk into a room when you don't need anything else but a hug. You ever met somebody who walks into the room and you actually try to love on them? You, try, you, you know that they're going through something and you try to and there's this, this wall. It's, and in their, in their mind what you feel they're saying is, hurt me, hurt me hurt me disappoint me why because they've been disappointed and hurt in their past and that hurt is now defining them and it's making everyone else in the room miserable why because you have pulled something from your past that you allowed to download we've got to ask ourselves where did that thought come from where did that where did the unforgiveness come from where was that spot where was it that i had the ability 
to forgive them, even though they didn't come to me and say, will you forgive me? I messed up. I, need, I have the authority and the ability to release myself from the prison and from the closet and from the filing cabinet. And no matter what, what they're doing, I, I, I say, God, I forgive them, and I'm not going to allow them. It doesn't matter. I'm not waiting around 25 years for somebody to come back and say, you know what? I did you wrong. I apologize. I'm going to release me. I'm going to release me from that prison. So where did it come from? Where did the deficiency develop? It developed at the last place you allowed your mind to rest and meditate. Then we get into this, this pattern or, or this cycle and we feel like life is stuck. I said this last week. We think, oh, well, my life is stuck. No, 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 your life's not stuck. Your mind is stuck. Because any, whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're seeing is a direct reflection of where you allowed your thoughts to go. Now, somebody said, yeah, but I didn't ask for COVID-19. No, you didn't, and neither did I. But what I have the authority to do is to look at it differently. See, I can't control what's happening, but I can control how I'm dealing with it. I share a little bit towards the end of what, what B and Amy's dealing with. Even today, it so ties in to this message. But it matters how, how you handle it. It matters. You can download negativity towards this thing, or you can download God in spite of. I, 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 there's something that I need to learn through this. Listen, if, you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you go to that school where you've already graduated and you feel like you have nothing else to learn because of your age, your status, your education, let me tell you something. You're living a very boring life and a life that's going to lead you down to a, a path of hurt and disappointment from others because every single day I'm, I'm approaching the age 45 and I'm, I'm saying, you know what, I need to learn something every single day. Some of you say, man, I, I feel stuck in my marriage. I need a new marriage. No, you don't need a new marriage. Because if you take that same mindset into a new marriage, you're going to create the same scenery. Oh, I don't like my job. I need a new job. No, 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 no. If you still have that same bad attitude towards an employer and you roll up in that new place and the newness wears off and you roll up in there with that jacked up mindset, you, my friend, will find yourself unemployed and you created that scenery. Everybody's not out to get you. And even if somebody is, it's how you handle it and how you deal with it that's going to determine the outcome. And what, and what determines how I, how I deal with it, what I'm downloading, what I'm allowing God to show me and downloading that, and I'm downloading good things into that filing cabinet. So that way when something, some, some, some new tragedy happens, some new epidemic, some new pandemic happens, I've got a good filing system to go to and I can pull out something good and I can face it and people walk around going well they're going through the same thing I am how come they're okay with it that's because I, I've got a download I've, I've managed my thoughts everybody say manage my thoughts we always want to fix the thing by running if I can just move to a new city no 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 my friend if you move to a new city with the same mindset you'll find the same scenery we want to fix the thing without fixing the thing that created the thing. Because how, how you're living and what, what you're living in is a direct reflection of how you thought and what you're thinking. Oh, I don't like that, B, because I didn't ask for this. No, maybe you didn't ask for it. But how you're dealing with it says everything about the way you think. And I'm not just talking to, I feel like I'm talking to a, to a camera and to a, I'm talking to B this morning. 
It's, 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 it's how I'm handling my stress, how I'm handling my, my social distancing. Amy's like, I'll be glad when this thing's over. <laughs> it's good stuff. It's good stuff. We always want to fix the thing without fixing the thing that created the thing. Somebody shout out, take control. Uh, I want to take the last few moments that we have, and I want to, I want to look at Philippians chapter 4 verses 4 through 9, and I want to dive into this scripture verse. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dissect, pull out some pieces, I'm going to give you four keys, and then we're going to go home. Philippians chapter 4, beginning with verse 4, says this, Rejoice in the Lord always. Everybody say always. And I'm going to say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. Number six, verse six, be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. Verse seven, and the peace of God. Everybody say the peace of God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. If I just understood God, why is this? You know what? If you'll seek God and you invite him into the equation, that peace that only comes from God because his word says he is peace. So when you invite God into the equation, peace comes. And it doesn't, at that point, it doesn't matter how much longer I'm going to be stuck in my house. It doesn't matter how much longer we're having to wait on a, on a check from the government. Do you need it beat? Yeah, just like you do but what I'm saying is it does not matter because I have a peace I've sought God's purpose God's plan God I, I want to know what your thoughts are even though your word says they're higher than how I could ever how I could ever comprehend but but the word says that that that, that his peace will which surpasses all understanding it will guard my heart everybody say heart and my mind through Christ Jesus if I look after the if I'll go after God, his peace will come and it will protect my head think and my heart think. And finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report. Everybody say good report. If you're looking for a good report, unless you're looking on somebody's social media uh, platform that's a church, you're not going to find a good report. You're going to find negativity. You're going to find every Tom, Dick, and Harry who feels like they have a platform to say whatever they want to say. But what I'm more interested in and what you've got to say, I'm more interested in what God says about this thing. And his word says he's still in control. I'm going to stand on that. I'm going to be just like every other pastor. It's going to sound like a broken record. I may not understand, and that's okay. But what I do know and I do understand that God is, will always be in control. Even when this thing is over and he comes and takes his church away, he's still in control. God is in control. Somebody just, just post, just blast that all over Facebook. God is in control. Let that just flood our newsfeed. God is in control. Drowned out the noise of all this other nonsense. If there are any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, Meditate on these things and download and download and download. That's what meditate is and download and download. Stop thinking about the bad stuff. Think about the good stuff and download and file it away and download and file it away. And while you're in there filing, 
Go ahead and pull out the other crap that needs to come out of there, somebody. That's releasing that person who did me wrong. That's releasing. And you, you, reapply, you reapply God's forgiveness. You reapply God's word in there where that, where that once stood, that empty void. See, you've got to replace that spot that once took up hurt, pain, and disappointment. You've got to replace it with something from God because if you don't, guess what's going to creep back in and go, that was reserved for me. There's nothing in my life reserved for, nothing reserved for the enemy. There's not any area in my life that is reserved for the enemy. I want to fill every area with nothing but Jesus. Verse 9, so that the things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these things do. And the God of all peace, the God of peace will be with you. How many could use some peace right about now? (laughs) I could use some peace right about now. Many of you know that last year, right about this same time, we had our, our, our refrigerator flooded, tried to flood our house. We were awakened in the middle of the night by our youngest daughter who came in and said, hey, uh, y'all need to wake up. There's an issue in the kitchen. And as we walked in there with bare feet, we noticed there was a miniature pond that had began making a way into our kitchen. And it was a refrigerator that we inherited with the house when we bought it. And it, we used to sing to us while we were eating breakfast, so we knew it wasn't going to be long before it was done. Well, it was done. So we replaced that refrigerator about this time. Well, actually, probably July of last year. We replaced that refrigerator. Everything's been great. Then a, a week after we replaced that, my wife puts on uh, uh, some clothes in the washing machine before. I, found, I just went into preacher mode. In the washing machine. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to find some Jesus all up on this story. So anyway, so she put some clothes on, and, 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 and we always go to Gainesville and eat in the, after church, and, but we went by to let the dogs out, and when we did, I, I was sat in the car, and she opened up the garage door, and, and the flood, the, the, the dam busted. Our washing machine had decided to flood throughout the entire house, or 90% of it. I don't know what it is about the enemy trying to, to destroy what we got with water. So fast forward, so we got all that flooring. Got, mama got everything she wanted. She got the new floor, all that, and, and, and somebody else paid for it. The insurance paid for it. No, somebody else didn't pay for it. We've been paying for it for a long time. We just got to cash in on what we've been paying for. Let me set the record straight. So anyway, fast forward eight months. We find out yesterday that the brand-new refrigerator that we paid for, nice, smart, you know, you got smartphones and dumb phones and smart fridges and dumb fridges. We paid smart fridge money, but we got a dumb fridge because that thing decided to stop working and everything defrosted. And y'all know last week we were told that we're going to be on this, um, what do they call it, stay-at-home mandate. So we rushed to the grocery store just like you guys did, and we purchased a bunch of groceries to add to what was already in there. This morning before we came to church, we threw away close to $400 worth of groceries and our refrigerator sitting in the house with nothing in it and the doors open. I said all that to say, I could use some peace right about now. And what was crazy was as we came in, and I, I've got all these mixed emotions, and I, I even told Amy, I was like, I got to go give people some hope <laughs> right about now. I didn't have anything to give. But as soon as we walked into the facility this morning, the the team was already here. They had worship music playing. And as I walked down the hall, just me and Jesus, I just felt everything just lifted. It was, it was, I mean, I'm getting goosey just talking about right now. I just felt that really, because there is something about when you get in God's presence, whatever you're going through, it does not matter anymore. 
The peace of God that surpasses all my understanding. Oh, I understand that I need somebody to come and I need somebody to show up and let's talk about that warranty. I need that, but what, but what I understand more than that is that Jesus is still in control and he's going to make sure we got food on our plate, food in our cupboard. He's going to make, because he he's in control and he's never let, he has never let us go without, ever. And he's never let you go without. Because you're here today. I, I was getting ready this morning, and, and I, I'm trying to, you know, talk to myself because there was a part of myself, that flesh side, that was really, I almost said a word. I, I was upset this morning, but I was having to remind myself, you know what? You're still breathing. You still got your wife. She's not, she's not, she's still with you. You got all your kids are healthy. They're protected. You're worried about a refrigerator. Yes, I'm worried about a refrigerator and the food that was in there that I was supposed to eat after church. I was real interested in it. But what I know more than anything is that God is in control. Why'd you tell that? To give a sad story? No, 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 no. Because I want you to see. Stuff happens. It gets crazy. And you got responsibilities. You're still supposed to provide. You're still supposed to do. Guess what? I look to the one who's who holds my life and whose my life is in his hands. I look to Jesus. In, in, in the midst of all this craziness, I look to him because I could use some peace right about now. If you could use some peace, somebody say, me too. me too. Me too. Me too. Me too. So when I take this word and I apply it, that's the implanted word. The Bible says that God will give me peace. Somebody say, he is. Peace. The God of all peace will be with me. So that means some things have to shift in my mind. Because if, if, if I will look to him and he gives me peace, that means that I can bring peace into the atmosphere in my home. That means I can bring peace to, 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 to whatever uh, uh, jacked up stuff's going on, people out of control, just buying up all the toilet paper at the Walmart. Can't be but two people in Walmart at a time. I guess that works out because I ain't got but two lanes open. Anyway, um, you know, I, I can still have peace in the midst of this stuff that I don't understand. It's not, I'm not picking on Walmart. It's happening everywhere, Okay. I don't know this because I've tried to go. I'm supposed to be at home. That's where I've been. I just watched what y'all been saying on Facebook. Hey, amen. Amen. It's been like, well, my pastor, he'd been going out. No, he hadn't. He had. <laughs> the devil is a lie. Anyway, so I, I can change the temperament in the conversations that I'm a part of. When God gives me peace, I bring peace into the temperament of the conversation. You ever walked up on a conversation that was a little heated and you just wanted to walk back out? But when you know you have peace, you can walk right in. See, where there is chaos and confusion, there will be wisdom and understanding. When I, when I walk into a chaotic situation, I, I'm bringing with me peace, understanding. He'll bring that, wisdom. Even when I don't understand, God will give me a peace anyhow. Somebody say anyhow. Yeah. He's working where there seems to be no way. He's making a way anyhow. So how do I get there? Let me give you four keys, and we're done this morning. I'm not trying to run the clock to 12. I'm going to get you out of here this morning. I just took me a little bit. I, I'm, I'm feeling this thing. I'm about to run around this church. Got plenty of room so I can do it. Y'all just watch out. Make sure the chairs are out. Because when God gives you a peace, when, there's, when you know that all hell's been coming against you, and God gives you peace, it, it strengthens you. It, it gives me the passion just to pursue harder that which God has called me to run the race. Don't, don't tempt me. If I had a B3 organ... Well, okay, that didn't come out like I thought it did. It sounded better in my head. But anyway, I want, I want 
I want a life peaceful. I want, I want my life to be pleasant. Anybody else in here? <laughs> my wife, I can, I can just feel her. She's saying, yep, and I want your life to be pleasant and peaceful too because I'm tired of living in confusion and chaos. Yeah, me too, baby, me too. I'm trying to get there, trying to get there. Four keys that are going to unlock the filing cabinet that has your mind and my mind stuck in the past of pain and disappointment. So let's go, ahead, let's go back and pick that verse apart. It's not going to be on the screen for, for, for the guys in here. I'm going to read it to you. Philippians 4, 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say... First key to obtaining that peace, rejoice always. When the refrigerator explodes, when a dishwasher starts rumbling, when a hot water heater blows and you, you got water all over you, whatever, rejoice. When? Just on church days? Just when you got an extra deposit in your checking account that you weren't expecting? Oh, you mean when that checking account is a little under the red. Y'all know what the red means? That means you in trouble, baby. <laughs> when, you, when, you, when it doesn't make any sense, oh my gosh, you're in freak-out mode. The Bible says rejoice always. I almost put in there anyways because we just talked about that. Rejoice anyways. Rejoice in the Lord always. What does that mean? It means sometimes you got to find something grateful to, be, to, to, to rejoice over even in the midst of a storm. Rejoice in the Lord always, not just when things are going good, do it always. Not just on Sundays, do it always. Not just when, you can, when we can all show up in the same room and worship together, I can't wait for that, but we got to rejoice always. Not just when things are working out to my benefit and for my good, but, I, but, but, but when things ain't working out, I still got to rejoice always. How, what's that look like? God, it's sunny outside. It's easy to thank God for a sunny day when it's sunshine. But don't nobody want to talk about let me rejoice when it's raining and I have plans to go golfing. I'm talking about somebody else because I don't golf, clearly. I don't have the patience for that. But <laughs> when, when nothing seems to be working out right, God, I've got to find a reason to rejoice. When my kids failing science. I'm not talking about mine. I'm just, I'm just ad-libbing this one right here. When my kids fail in science, I got to look for something good. I thank you, God, that they, they are passing with flying colors, P.E. <laughs> look for something. To, when my kid is failing Spanish, but they knocking, but they knocking art out of the park. You know what I'm saying? You got to find something to rejoice about. I guess in our case, maybe we can look over and go, that's a nice looking refrigerator. <laughs> Can't put nothing in it? <laughs> or you can, but it won't be no good. <laughs> You got to find something. My, 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 my wife's breath, again, I'm ad-libbing. My wife's breath stinks, but, but man, she, her hair looks good sometimes. My husband is a jerk, but man, his teeth sure look pretty. Well, that's that B3 organ. I have to insert I'm just ad-libbing because my wife will get home. and She'll be like, so, so babe, you think my breath stinks? Because <laughs> a lot of times I do use things that, I, that apply to us. But I got to make clarification just so that it can be peace in my house when I get home. And the church said, amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something we must realize that oftentimes, listen, God uses the things that we don't like, the inconvenience, the rain, the thing that annoys us to actually produce life in us. Think about it when it rains. We're mad because we had plans to go outside and play volleyball. But, but you, know, you know 
what is rejoicing? Your plants and your grass outside, it's rejoicing. I mean, the Bible even, somebody said, you're talking about the grass is going to start rejoicing? Well, the Bible says if we don't praise, the rocks will. So guess what? There is life in, you don't think there's life in that, in that grass blade? Don't give it attention and don't get any, give it any sunlight. Just, you don't think there's life? Just pull it up. See how long it stays green. I got a yard man in here. He knows what I'm talking about. He gets on to me all the time because I cut my grass too low. It's looking dead right now. <laughs> Why? Because of, of choice that I made. <laughs> we've got we've to shift our mind right now and begin to thank God for where we are. I'm talking to every single person who's, who's tuned in right now and in this room. We must shift our mind from everything that we're going through. But I lost my job. I'm having to deal with this. Shift your mind and begin to look at, look, look for, just look for one thing good. And watch. Just begin to rejoice. Just watch. Watch that, watch that, watch that, watch that, that, that filing cabinet open up and gratitude just fall out. There's always something to rejoice in. That's why, it's, it's, I'm going to move off this word, but it's why it's called rejoice. Why is it called rejoice? Because I got to rejoice. I got to do it again. You know why? Because the world and everything in the world tries to rob me of my joy. So then I got to go back and I got to go to the filing cabinet. And I got to pull out something to rejoice about. It's called rejoice for a reason. So number one, rejoice always. The next key, we're going to find it in the verse. It says, let your gentleness be known to all men. Number two, be kind. Do right by people. Keep your promises. Don't cut someone off in traffic. When they blow the horn, you flip them the bird. Hello. Let that nice lady walk into Walmart before you. Hold the door open for somebody. When you're standing at the, at the checkout register with four buggies full of toilet paper and paper towels, let that person ain't got nothing but some bread and some milk. Let them in front of you. You know, well, no, Pastor B, I waited. Bless God, they're going to wait too. Be kind. <laughs> Look for ways to be kind to other people. I'll give you an example. We, 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 we had just went to um, the grocery store, and I got a phone call from a member of our church. Uh, Friday, and they um, said, "Hey, I, I want I'm I'm in town in Gainesville. I want to pick up something for you and your family for supper." I didn't need anything. We had groceries, but the Holy Spirit said, "Don't rob somebody of what I'm trying to do in them." Now, frankly, I don't think this person really is having to work anything out. That's their nature to just to be kind. I'm talking about being kind. And so when they arrived at the house, I even got the phone call. Hey, Mr. Weber, um, this is, what's it, Uber Eats? Is that what it's called? This, this person said, hey, this is Uber Eats. We're just letting you know we're, we'll be at your house. Uh, courtesy call, we'll be at your house in 15 minutes. I was like, hey, this is pretty cool. So we rushed back to the house. Oh, dude, I just told on myself. I told you I've been staying at home. I was actually doing pastoral duties. I was at Adam and Sarah's house, and I was going to check on them. That's the truth. See, y'all thought y'all was slick. Y'all thought y'all was slick. Anyway. We rushed back to the house. We rushed back to the house, and I said, hey, is there something I can do? Um, is there something I, I want to pay? Can I pay you for it? And they're like, no. There'll be a time that I, I need something. I may need some food. Um, just pay it forward. So as we sat there at our dinner table after this per individual left, we were eating. We actually did Olive Garden. It was like you buy one and you get one. So 
what I was trying to think was if I buy one, then Amy can have the, or she get, and I get the free whatever. But it didn't work that way. It was basically every meal we ordered, we got an additional side with it. And so we had just been with Adam and Sarah at the house, and I felt weird running out of their house saying, hey, somebody's bringing us food. I know y'all been here working all day painting and stuff. Y'all been working on this house for two years. But anyway, um, <laughs> putting y'all's business all out there on Facebook. <laughs> anyway, I felt bad. I felt bad. Uh, I felt bad when leaving saying, hey, we got somebody bringing us food. And here they are probably thinking, We've been here all day. Wish we had some food. So the Holy Spirit spoke to my wife and said, hey, um, what do you think about, um, she asked me, what do you think about asking Adam and Sarah to come and let's give them these other plates? This person said, let's pay it forward. We had the extra food. Now, the enemy did tell me this morning, see if you'd had that extra food. <laughs> he did. He did. I told him to shut up and go to hell. But anyway, um, I did. I did. I said, just stop. Don't rob me of what I know God was asking us to do. He was just checking to see. Oh, I'm going to bless you. Will you bless somebody else? Will you return it that fast? Because how many knows when somebody says pay it forward, we're like, oh, yeah, I'll do that next week, next month, five years from now. No, no, no. Will you pay it forward right then? Be kind. I hadn't lost my train of thought. Rejoice always. Number two, be kind. Verse six, read this. We read this. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Number three, and, and me and Amy had a shouting about this one this morning, not in, a, not in a bad way, but in a good way, because it was like this was not a point that I'm going to be bringing home today in the midst of everything else that we, we were dealing with at our house. Turn over to God things you cannot control. He says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Tell God about it, and then just walk away. He's got it. Turn over to God things that you cannot control. You want to know how to be consistently happy? Recognize when you don't have the power to change it and give it to God. You want to know how to be consistently happy? Recognize, I can't touch this. I don't have the power to. And even if I did, I may jack it up, and it may turn out nothing like what God wants for me right now. So, God, I give it to you because I know you're going to give it back to me exactly how you want me to have it. Hey, God, next time, can you give me a refrigerator that ain't a lemon? That's all I'm saying. Just saying, just saying. Oh, my gosh, pastor's up there bad-mouthing, jack-mouthing with, with God. Hey, he, he created me. He understands. He knows. Some of y'all need to have some open and honest conversation with God instead of trying to come in here and fake it for, for 90 minutes. Well, I couldn't get an organ on that one. That's okay. Listen, you can't control if that person comes back and apologizes to how they treated you, but you can set them free and let it go. Verse 8, and finally, brethren, whatever, you, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good, of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. He said meditate. That's heart think. He's saying whatever is pure, good report, download that. So the keys to peaceful living are have a right attitude towards God. This is, I'm just paraphrasing it this way. Have a right attitude towards other people. Learning to turn over to God what you can't control. And number four, know where to set your mind. Know where to set your mind. Know what thoughts your mind needs to rest on. When all this negative stuff attacks your mind, you've got to know where to set your thoughts. This week, this, this, the pandemic has been difficult 
for a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. For Amy and I as new to stepping into a role of leadership and of lead pastors, the devil man been jacking with my head all week long, have, making me question, are we doing enough? Are we doing enough to, 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 to connect and to reach out and you should be doing this and you should be doing that. Dude, we're three months. I, I've never been a lead pastor before. I've been in church and ministry all of my life, but I've never been in the, the lead role. And we're three months in and all hell just came. I mean, the carpet just got pulled out. And we're, we're functioning and managing. I think, God is, I think God is proud of where we are and how we're handling it. You know why I get stuck? Why my mind gets stuck on those type things? It's because I'm comparing. Comparison is the the fastest thief will steal the dream and the vision and the plan that God has for you because you're comparing to what everybody else is doing, what all the other churches are doing. Well, they got kids' programs for their kids. They're letting their kids dial in and have Sunday school. See how quickly your mind can just deteriorate. So I, I went into the office slash spare bedroom this week. And I, I'm in that mindset, just anxious. And, and God, I, I, what am I doing? Am I doing enough? And I'm standing there. We put our computer on the, the dresser with a printer. So professional. And I'm, and, I'm, and I'm trying to print something. And as I'm sitting there, I'm frustrated. I'm aggravated. And I look at the printer and I'm waiting on it because it's not going fast enough and I look over on the wall and there's a picture I actually brought it with me today you've actually heard me talk about this story and, and we can put it up for those in the room this morning it's a picture of the church in Vassar, Michigan where my grandparents pastored for many years before they went to the state of Ohio and there's a long sidewalk and the parsonage and you probably heard me share the story how as a little boy and I mean little little bitty guy I would run down that long sidewalk down the other sidewalk to the front door of the church and the church would be locked and my grandfather would be in his office which was directly across those glass doors now I knock on the door, let me in, Papa, let me in. And he'd, he'd set up the redback hymnals behind the pulpit so high so I could stand behind and act like I was preaching. And God took me back to that day. And reminded me, I put that in you a long time ago. I'm not concerned if you're getting, if you're checking all the boxes. You said yes, I will go. That's enough. And so the rest of my week was great because I reset my mind and there was nobody else at the house to, 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 to help build me up 
How many knows that can't nobody build you up like Jesus? Yeah. So then this morning, you know what happened with our refrigerator. And the enemy said, you got a picture for this? In other words, this reset my mind. And the enemy came up. Just, just ugly. You got, you got another picture? You got a picture for this? You got something that's going to reset your mind? You're going to walk out of here. This, this is what I'm hearing in my mind. You're going to walk out of here and you're going to go lead people to you, you, you can ask. You can ask my family. I didn't say nothing ugly this morning. Somebody said, you would? You got flesh just like me, right? Didn't get an attitude. You know why? Because I recognized it was not a doggone thing I could change about this situation other than call somebody and let's talk about warranty. And somebody here today in this room or watching, you got a lot of, your mind's been resting on a lot of stuff. And you know what? He understands that you're anxious and you're, 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 you're frustrated and you're worried. But he, what he wants to know is, and your picture may look different than mine. Allow him to take you back to a time call it our first love when you know where you were down in despair and God accepted you anyway he dusted you off cleaned you up and he gave you and I more chances than we ever deserve will you say yes to him just like I did as a young child maybe you just want to repeat this prayer after me we can say it together in the room. Oh God, I come before you today confessing my sins. Confessing that I I don't always get it right. But I want you to be my Lord. And I want you to be my Savior. Clean up all the areas in me that are not of you. into my heart come into my life be my Lord be my Savior be my peace be my comforter be my deliverer in Jesus name Amen if you've never prayed that prayer and you just prayed it for the very first time you just created a picture because a little bald headed preacher is standing on Facebook live for the remaining two moments as my wife comes to close us out in prayer to let you know that he loves you and he accepts you right where you are. When you're bombarded with all these other thoughts, come back to your picture. Come back to today. Maybe you've already prayed this prayer at some point in your life. Go back to the picture where God set you free, where God provided for you, where somebody showed up at your house and brought you a meal. Go back. I've asked Amy to come and close this out and leaders can stand all over this room. I want to give you one more fresh download this morning. And it's this. This that we're going through, this too shall pass. Psalms 30 verse 5 says, Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. 
If you can't find something to rejoice about where you are, start rejoicing over what's to come. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. God, I just thank you that we can come to you raw and real, Father. I thank you that there are no prerequisites to just coming into your presence, God. And I thank you for you that you accept us right where we are as who we are, God. And I thank you um, that we can come to you scared and we can come to you not understanding what's going on and what our next steps should be, Father. But we thank you that your Holy Spirit will guide us into just resting in your peace, Father. I thank you for um, all of the people watching and joining and staying connected um, to this church that we love so much, Father. And I thank you for the leadership team that shows up every week and just helps us um, keep moving forward, Father. God, I thank you that um, you will continue to give us a peace that surpasses all understanding, Father, that you will continue to keep our minds at rest, Father. And I pray that you would just prompt us in times of uncertainty to just look into your word, Father for that comfort, Father. And I thank you for everything that you're going to do in this situation, Father. And I thank you that you're going to keep us safe, Father. You're going to guide us and you're going to give us wisdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. For more content from Forward or just to connect with us, go to myforwardchurch.org. We love you the best is yet to come.